I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, good people? Happy Monday. Hey, lady, what's up? Hello. Another <laughs> Monday. It is 420, and I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just putting it out there and moving on. But, you know, people might be a little bit happier on this Monday than others. Just saying. I would, I would say so. <laughs> and fun fact here on Super Soul Sit Down. I read something that said 420 was started by a bunch of teenagers who were trying to find the perfect time to go just partake in some trees, smoking some trees <laughs> right after school, but before their parents got home. So that's, that's where 420 really came from. Wait, I, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's true enough. I saw it, it on Instagram, sense. so it's true. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Love Thank it. you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Super Soul Sit Down, which is the after show for Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. I am your ever-evolving host, Jamie Alexander. And of course, we got my girl, the most beautiful, well-spoken oh. Haley J in the building. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Happy to be back talking. We have a new episode this time. It's going to be a different style, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we saw that we've got kind of a rerun situation going on on Oprah's side, we've decided to run down the top five moments, tips, and lessons that we found since we started our show last year to be valuable in our everyday lives. So before we jump all into that, how you doing over there, Haley? How's quarantine life going for you? I'm good. It's starting to feel a lot more normal because thankfully, um, my job is allowing me to work for a family. So I've been doing outside projects. So I'm still like back in my routine of getting up early and having a place to go kind of Monday through Friday again. I'm very lucky to feel like I can still be safe because I'm outside just kind of painting and doing things like that. Feeling like I can still be safe and getting a normal feeling. So um, things are things are feeling a little bit better, thankfully. But you have some news, girl. Can you? Can you feel oh, that? yeah. <laughs> What's happening wow. with you? <laughs> well, this is my first week unemployed. <laughs> but by um, choice, by choice. Correct. I was like, you can see the smile on my face, which tells you I am all good. Uh, I was definitely in a situation that I found to be undesirable, unsafe. Um, it was kind of something that just snowballed into getting worse and worse. So I decided to free myself because I feel like I no matter what is going on around, I will always hold the power to make my own decisions for what's best in my life. I won't allow something else or someone else to dictate how I move. And so it just gave me the courage, not necessarily the confidence, but the courage to say, you know what, it's time to move on. Who does that in the middle of a pandemic? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you, you faked it with the confidence then because you come off very confident to do what you know is right for you. So I'm really proud of you. Oh God, I was so nervous. The bullets that I sweat, but because you know what, it's very interesting. It's, I likened it to before I went out of the country. You guys, I went out of the country in December, which was pretty much the last time we've gotten to really get some solid travel in before this. And I was concerned about the money. Should I spend the money? I don't know if I should do this. Maybe I'll do it later. Maybe. So I felt the same hesitation in booking that travel, which as we see as time goes by, it was the best thing I've could have, I could have done, especially because yeah. we can't travel now. I felt the same way with the job. Like, oh my God, should I do this? Should I save? Should I do that? There was all these things that came, but I'm trusting just like going out of the country at the end of the year, that on the other side, there'll be something valuable for me the way my heart really feels that there's something more for me. So 
We'll see. And do you think with the lessons we're getting from Oprah that maybe along the lines you picked up some really good advice that led you to make this decision now? Always, which actually leads me into the first thing I wanted to talk about because I Look went out to one- fly transition. No, it's so, but it's so funny because it has everything to do. The first um, memory that I picked up was one of the first Super Soul episodes that we did. And I'm not even sure if it aired, but it was Songversation by Indy oh. Re. We loved that, right? That was a good so, one. There was a part where I read from her where she said she was raw and miserable after her after going on tour. So Indy Ari is a famous singer, you guys, if you don't know. And she was isolated. No one asked how she felt. And it was just about her obligations. And that's kind of how I started to feel in working. It's like, I'm not a human. Nobody here gives a damn about what I really got going on. I'm a number to clock in. Did you get the ads done? Did you get this done? Did you do the sales? No, nobody cares. Did you get sick? How are you getting home? Nothing else was a concern. It's just all the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I, and I understand corporations have a bottom line that they need to meet, but as a former manager and leader myself, I want to be seen as a human and then an employee. So that was one of the first things that I got from one of my favorite, you know, lessons that we learned from super soul sit down. I love that. It's that's a cool thing too. And it's like, yeah, we have all these sources of media and a lot of times it is an escape, but to actually know that you're taking in information and then applying it into your life to see it in a positive way. It is really cool to, to feel yourself growing. You know what I mean? It's like, this is why we do this. Yeah, absolutely. If NDRE can go through it on a grand scale, and then if you remember, she did the same thing. She almost quarantined. She self-quarantined. She cut everything out, everybody out and had to do a hard reset of her own. So I just find it very parallel to real life. That's why I love this show. Everything that we talk about definitely applies to real life situations. And I find myself, you know, going through this treasure box all the time to kind of pull out things that keep me encouraged. So if somebody as incredible and big as Indy Irie can go through it and navigate her way, I think I'll make my way just fine. I think so too. (laughs) Yes. So what about you, Spill? What are some of your favorite moments from Super Soul Sit Down? Okay. So I basically made a list of five things that really just stuck out to me when I think of stuck out, stood out to me, stood out to me. (laughs) I still understood you. I was like, like, "Mm, stuck out. Yeah. (laughs) When I think of Oprah and the lessons and some of them are from specific podcasts and then some of them are just overall general messages, but The first one that I uh, mentioned before was self-love needs to come first. And I think that's really defining, like we know when we're being selfish and then we know when we need to nourish ourselves first. So I think it's just listening to that inner voice, that balance of, I know I want to be here for other people, but I need to make sure I'm okay. And then I can give a hundred percent to someone else and, and show up for them the way you want to. So I think it's just making sure that, you know, like your, your glass is filled first and then you can help other people, but you're not even going to show up for someone in the way you want to, unless you do prioritize that first. So um, I think just understanding the difference between 
I know I'm being obsessive and, and taking too much time for me versus I need this for myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think self-love is a major thing. It's a major conversation point. It is the first thing you think about it. Even when you do take a trip and you're on the plane, they tell you with that mask that comes down, put yours on Mm -hmm. first, because if you can't breathe, how are you going to help the child or the elderly person sitting next to you? So there's so much value in that self-love because in it, um, flows every single thing that we do. So like you said, you're not going to be able to give someone the energy you want to give them if it's coming from a depleted space or a place with too much ego or too much fear or lack of courage, or, you know, just the emptiness that we can find in any part of our beingness. We definitely want to fill up as much as we can before we get on out there into the world and start as, um, as uh, my next, well, I don't want to move on, but how Ayanla Van Zant would say is instead of bleeding all over everyone, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. your mess. <laughs> Truly. Well, it's, it's an interesting concept when you think about, I need to go to the gym, you're working on your physical body and you see the results, but for some reason it's different. If you say I need 10 minutes alone for my mind, like that seems selfish for some reason, but it shouldn't, it's the same. It's a different muscle, but it's still equally, if not more important that that is gets the attention it deserves. Well, the beauty of this quarantine is I think that we have the prime opportunity to get away from all that thinking. One thing Mm -hmm. that I've really been able to do while in quarantine is not analyze, but observe, observe my thoughts, observe my feelings, observe where some of this stuff is coming from. For example, when I say, oh, I'm so lazy. I should have did my laundry. I'm this, I'm that. And start to get down about it. I start to think, well, I who said you got to do it this very second? Who said that if you take this day off, you're lazy? Who said if, you know, just like with what you said, who said going to the gym can't be as equivalent as spending 30 minutes in meditation? So I think we are learning how to not only practice self-love for ourselves, but be um, aware of how to do it for others. If somebody, you know, if your roommates and your roommate says, hey, I'm going to go in my room, I need 20 minutes. Imagine the amount of love we can now have and compassion, like, oh, I know they're meditating. Let me be quiet or let me see how I can facilitate Mm -hmm. love for them because I do it for me. Yeah. And just not even feeling embarrassed or weird at all about saying that, Hey, I need a second alone. And just like we would want someone to respect it for us. I think you want to be around people that can respect it for you. Yeah, it's very valuable. And I think with this going on, we're going to have more time to explore that you know, in all of its depths and get rid of what has been. Some of what has been has been great, but some of it needs a, desperately needs an overhaul. So I think that's what this is here to kind of teach us. Well, yeah. And you don't know what to fix if you don't know what your problem is, right? So the hard part is seeing it, but then that's the biggest hurdle sometimes is just seeing that there's something to work on, accepting it. And that's the only way to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And in the middle of chaos <laughs> is no better yeah. time to see like what's coming up and we're seeing yeah. that now. So self-love people put that first. <laughs> I also really, um, this is more general of a concept, but the idea of just accepting your emotions for what they are is when I was just talking about being around people that you don't feel embarrassed to say that I need a few seconds. And even with me the last couple of days, I realized I was having anxiety for the first time and didn't really know why. And I I felt like in the past, I'd always said that, you know, I'm lucky because I always know the source of where it's coming from. I always know why I'm upset. But lately, 
I felt guilty because I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm genuinely happy. I was very confused by my own anxiety. And then just accepting that sometimes we get anxious and we don't know why. And I'm, even though I know I'm fortunate and lucky and all of these things are true and I do believe them, I also had to let myself just be with what is and say, you get anxious. And right now you don't know why, but just like, let this feeling be and let's deal with it. So I think that acceptance was pretty big for me. And I think quarantine was definitely a positive thing that I don't know if I would have seen that if I didn't realize that even though I had nowhere to be at the time physically, I was still mentally racing. And that was a big eye-opening moment for me. Yeah, I definitely had a similar moment. If it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before yesterday. But it was the first time I started feeling that nervous, anxious feeling. And again, being that I am taking the time to observe, I was like, okay, well, what's the deal? And it's like, well, Jay, you're so used to feeling like you know what you're going to do. Now Mm -hmm. I have an intention and I'm headed in a direction. And as a matter of fact, that almost, it's so funny how this conversation is taking me to my points because the rock, he said something, he was like, joy and hope costs nothing. And yet it's the most powerful gift that we can all give. And that's the real magic to life. Um, And he also kind of talked about just, you know, following your gut instinct and your purpose and things like that. So for me, the whole purpose of this space was to push me in the direction I'm trying to go. I know the direction. I know the intention. I know the purpose, but I don't have all the minute details. And I told myself this would be a time to intentionally enjoy the unknown and take Mm -hmm. one step at a time. So what I did was remind myself of my intention that this is what you asked for and this is good. So take that step without being worried about what the next step is. Don't knock yourself for not having all the answers, which is the first time I'm ever doing that in life and give yourself the space to go one step at a time. And then I worked out and took a shower. So after that, I worked myself right out of that anxiety because it was unnecessary. And it brings me back to what Common said, where he said, when I fall, I fall in faith. And that sounds exactly what you're doing. You're just, you're walking in faith. We, like, and, I, in you a sense, remind. we all are right now, right? Like we all have to. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, and unless you're not and you're having panic attacks every day, I guess would be the alternative, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of all we have. And I'm excited to take that journey. And I also remembered the feeling of excitement I had to have this opportunity. So sometimes, and I think I've shared this with you, but I think our body gets addicted to feeling a certain Mm -hmm. way. Oh, you don't have a job. You're not sure what you're going to do. You got bills to pay. Now you should be nervous. It's like, no, the bills are paid. I made a decision and there is more to come. That's the excitement behind where let's move. The best is yet to come. Hello. And let's get into the excitement. (laughs) Yeah, no, I really love that because it's, we joke about it and it's fun, but it is a scary step to take to, to, to feel like you've had control for so long and we almost traded our happiness for the control. And I think (sighs) by almost, I mean, we absolutely did. We would rather know what's going to happen. We find more comfort in knowing we'll continue to be miserable than we are in the freedom of the unknown. I can't. I can't live that life anymore. Comfortability Mm -hmm. will have you stuck. And a lot of, I've had a chance to really connect with a lot of friends and they're saying that like I was comfortable. I was with this job or getting this or getting that. And it was just so clear to them. And now because everything is tossed up, 
we're all wanting to get mm -hmm. back to that instinctive nature, that gut feeling, those intuitive moves and creating from the ground up. Don't get me wrong, having a nine to five or even having that fund you while you're working on something creative, I'm not knocking it. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. And you've got to mm -hmm. know when that is too. So it's just that delicate balance, I think, of life and and you the know. irony of thinking where you consider ourselves quarantined now because you're home, but have you ever felt more free mentally? I've never felt more free, which is the wildest juxtaposition in yeah. this story. Technically, you were more quarantined before mentally. And I would rather, I'd rather stay at home with the luxuries that we have now. And of all the times in the world to be stuck at home, how lucky we are to still have all these amenities, postmate things that, you know, we're still, we're still okay compared to history when we've seen things like this happen. So um, I think- And no FOMO, because no one's- Yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. Good point. But I just, I think it's so cool that I think quarantine has taught us that life is so unpredictable. So you kind of had to ask yourself, how long do I want to be comfortable? I don't want, I don't want it to be the end for this. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to see what's out there. We owe it to ourselves. Yeah. And it's not that comfortable. Being comfortable mm -hmm. is actually not that damn comfortable. Yeah. You're miserable. Yeah. So what is it worth? What are you willing to sacrifice? Mm -hmm. You know, I was watching a church service mm -hmm. the other day and she was talking about the word passion. When you look up the root word of passion, it's sacrifice and endurance. And when I think about what I'm willing to sacrifice okay. for, typically it's not you know, pushing paper at some corporate job. Now, again, I can do that for a season to continue to get me to where I'm going. But when I think of sacrifice, I think of things I'm willing to do for myself, my future, my legacy, my family, my friends, energetically. I start, I think about much different things and those types of things I'm willing to endure some things for. But after yeah. a while, if you're not walking in purpose, it just, it's too heavy. Yeah. And it's when you think about how you'd want someone to describe you, I think about my relationship with you. I only know you from after bus. I don't know you in your work life, but your work life for someone else might be what they think. It was like, I know Jamie from work, but it just goes to show there's so much more to us than our job titles, right? We want people to think of us as all these qualities that when I think of the people I love the most, and I think about how I would describe them, I don't think about them in a work setting at all. I think about them for the people that they are. Thank you. Yes, yeah. it's about that. And I think, you know, when it goes to great leadership, you have to think about the people. You know, when I started my first business, of course, I made mistakes. But one of the most valuable things that I learned was that, okay, Jay, anybody that you're asking to be on your team, know who they are. What makes them tick? What do they love? What are they innately good at? Not what do I need them to do? I don't want anybody on my team that feels forced into a space to do something because that job needs to be done. If you don't mm -hmm. like it, let's find out who you are and find you a different space that naturally flows with who you are. It's like, let's leave the force behind and let people walk in their power. It's more valuable. Yes. I love that. And also you want people on your team and especially in your friend circle that can want what you want, but still support you. You know, that yeah. can see someone being more successful. And you can admit if you feel jealous, I have a lot of friends that I'm like, oh, I wish that like I was there, but I would want them to support me when I come to that success. So I need to support them when they're in the position I want to be, because that's what being a ride or die is, you know, like you need to be there yeah. for people. It's like, I want you to be successful, but not more than me. That's not cool. You know what I mean? 
And that in itself is too much of a burden to bear. I don't remember who Oprah was talking to, but she spoke about Gail, her best friend this way. She was like, Oh, really? She was like, I I love Gail. Importance of female relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she had a moment with Gail where she was just like, I love Gail because she doesn't want to be me. She don't want my path. She has her own thing. Can you imagine being Oprah's best friend? You got to be a hell of a woman to let her have her thing. And Gail does her own interviews. She has her own life. She don't want to be Oprah. And that's why it works. Yeah. And just, I I guess, yeah, when you take away any, any consideration that someone might be jealous, I think it's, it's really cool to separate that completely, not even have to wonder. And who knows, maybe she does sometimes, but she probably sees the ins and outs. So she's probably like, I don't want to be in your position. You got to deal with so much. And yeah, I just think as I get older, I really value the women that come into my life that are just friendly and nice and supportive. And not everyone's going to be best friends with everyone, but I just, I hate this idea that when women walk into a bar, they have to give each other the dirty eyes and start judging each other. It's like, that's so not only insecure, but just unnecessary. Like it is 2020. We're in quarantine. I'm going to need the women to come together. Like I'm over the catty stuff. I don't care to have those friends. You know, those would never be friends because they're not trustworthy anyways. But I just, I love that I'm seeing that be broken now. I'm seeing a lot more women in support of other women. Yeah, it's absolutely. I think we're waking up as a whole because the only reason women would be catty with each other is just because a lower vibration is making itself present. You know, we talked about this all the time over the shows about how, you know, being on the other side, how we can give other people grace. Oh, okay. They snapped at me, but I can give them grace because I understand people go through things. I don't know what they're suffering from at home, how bad of a ride they had over here. So I'm not going to take it personal. So I can go ahead and do my part by not feeding into that vibration. But again, I think we're all rising as a whole and it just seems like it's so pointless to be fighting against each other. It's so fighting for, you know, like, and you have to come from a place of insecurity and emptiness to whether you're doing it subconsciously or not to want to bring someone else down. It's you wanting them to be as low as you're feeling. And that's just not cool. It's messed up and no one wants to be feeling low, but you're not going to feel any better by bringing someone else down. And um, that's what I love about Oprah too. She's, she, we see Oprah on this pedestal and this rock, but I did write down that I love that she's still learning and growing. And every time she interviews someone, you can genuinely see that she wants to dig deeper and find out more. And she's never at the point where, you know, how many countless interviews has she had in life and on her show? And she's never, she never says, I've got it. I'm good now. It's, she's always ready to evolve and learn. And I just think that's such a great lesson we can take into every aspect of our life, whether it's professionally or just for fun or just in quarantine and learning and just allowing it to happen and enjoying the process. It's cool to figure yeah. out little things you do. <laughs> yeah. Like remaining a student. I think it's very important. Yeah. I mean, the wisest, the wisest people <laughs> I put air quotes you know, know that they know nothing. And that's kind of like yeah, the most yeah, yeah. powerful thing you could think, you know, I know nothing. Um, one of the, did you have, um, did, I don't want to skip past your point. Oh, I think I said it. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to make sure you got that. Cause I was going to share, um, kind of like why we're in, while we're in this vein of the, chat that Oprah had with Tracy Ellis Ross and how she's married to her own life. And 
you know, what we were just talking about kind of ties into the beginning. We were talking about self-love. So when you have self-love, when you're committed to being married to your own life, when you're on that um, intimate journey of what you want from your life that also eliminates the lower vibrations of looking around at what this person's doing, what you can't have, where you're not at. It kind of helps you self-regulate because you're like, you know what, the more I'm myself, the more life, my life looks like me. I've learned that my life looks like I am the most antisocial social person in the world. I am an extroverted introvert. I can be in my house. I'm not having problems with quarantine. I love to kick it. And it'd be nice to go get a glass of wine and a cheeseburger from Joey's. But, you know, I can handle this. I like being mm -hmm. alone, but then I love being the life of the party. And I'm yeah. okay with my life looking like that. I remember at times, you know, people would be like, oh, you're just so quiet or you're so, and it's like, well, yeah, sometimes I am quiet. I'm not always hosting a room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, allowing yes. my life to look like my own. Yeah. I am so excited just for your future. And I, I remembered, I did have a point with, I did um, Oprah's meditation with Deepak Chopra and it oh, was yeah. all about how compassion can spread hope to other people. And that the point of relationships is to show compassion for other people when they need it. And I actually put that into practice where I've caught myself getting a text or something that annoys me. And my first reaction is I kind of want to be a little snappy back. And then I think on it, I'm like, no, you don't need to do this. Like, this person's going through a rough time. I know that they're not coming from a bad place. So why do I need to be snap? You know what I mean? It's just like, think about where they're coming from and let's completely change the direction of this conversation just by taking a pause and thinking about how I want to show up to it. Yeah, no, that's a very powerful practice. Something that I got to work on myself too. It's hard. But it is, it's challenging. But mm -hmm. the, you know, us being able to engage in this kind of, conversation weekly, I think is definitely oh, we're getting free therapy. Yeah. And it For helps sure. keep this stuff on our minds. Like, you know, even when it comes to God, he says daily bread, like, you know, we need to be fed daily, the good things that feed our soul. So I love bread, you know, I love bread <laughs> yeah. with butter and uh, butter and garlic and pesto, <laughs> olive oil, right. <laughs> But being able to fuel up daily is what we need because, you know, I can't get a word from two weeks ago. I mean, you can and you remember things, but it's always good to have a fresh bite of that yeah. soul food so you can walk it out in your days. Well, like you said before, we do have to remind ourselves because there's so many things that I'm, I remember I have in my toolkit, but I just, I forgot it was there because life distracts us. We get busy, we get stressed, we forget the practices that we already know, but I think it's a constant reminder of being comfortable in the unknown because at the end of the day, we do have bills around the corner. It's easier said than done to just, oh, everything's going to be fine because we have that fear of what if it's not fine, but we just have to actively find those things that help us cope and get through it because we can't, one of the things that I've, I've thought about, I've, I don't know where I heard this, but they said, if you could ask yourself a question at the very end of your life, what would it be? And without mm -hmm. even without even thinking this just came to me and it scared me how easily it came to me. And my question was, were my worries worth it? Because I knew that they weren't going to be, I already knew at that moment that I was creating more worry and more stress that I knew one day I would regret. And that's why I wanted to channel it as best I could now to make a change. So I don't get to the end and think about that. Girl, we are so similar in that because God, I, I think it was yesterday. 
I thought the same thing, like, I don't want to cry all the way through my twenties. I don't want to cry all the way through my thirties. I don't want to look back and in growth, realize that I spent so much time worried and depressed and sad and working hard to figure this out and blah, blah, blah. I definitely enjoy and embrace this self-mastery journey so that I can enjoy more of my moments because, yeah, you know, the twenties were great, but I, and most of my memories are great, but I actually, I mean, I was, I, it was not easy. You know, I went through a lot and, um, again, I don't regret anything, but I don't want to keep repeating that either. I'm learning too, Mm -hmm. that there are better choices that I can make in each moment to help, you know, carry me through and not make it such a mess all the time. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's weird because sometimes we have to confront things that we don't like about ourselves, but that is how you grow. You're yeah. Gonna, we can't be perfect and we can't put that pressure on ourselves to be perfect. We can only do the best we can acknowledge when we can be better and just positively change that without overkill without stressing ourselves out so much just maybe doing one thing a day that we know is going to be beneficial towards us in the future yeah and we can't even downplay the moments like I was meditating today Mm -hmm. and I was feeling just a little bit antsy and I wanted to get up and read something that I briefly saw that came up on my phone but just the fact that I resisted my body getting up to go do that And telling myself, no, it's time for meditation. And when you're done, you can do Mm -hmm. that. That is a victory. That's one thing that I did today that I feel very proud for. It's kind of like working out. And it helps me in each moment. Because you know what that's going to do is when I get an annoying message and I want to snap back, I can tell whatever's rising up in my body that wants me to have an attitude, no. And walk through it like you said. It's not that serious. How do I want to show up? Mm-hmm. Maybe these people are having a bad day. Jamie, why are you so aggravated at this anyway? Take a breath. And, you know, so all of these things that we're doing eventually show up in other ways in our life. And it's just wild what one minute of really thinking about things longer can do. It can be that. It can be 60 seconds. It can be, you know, maybe a few minutes, but just such a short amount of time that can completely change the directory of having a fight or not, or what's going to happen that night. It's just, it's really mind blowing that we, we just have a lot more power than we think we do. And it's just finding ways to channel that. Yeah. And I'm here to embrace my powers watching something that was a reminder that we are powerful beyond measure. So Mm -hmm. I write that in the front of my journals and I want to remember that because I don't think it's something that we often remember. I do think because of conditioning, we've fallen victim to a lot of the ways and cultures and day to day around us. So again, this quarantine is very magical because I think it's giving people an opportunity to see themselves. Um, to you know, perspective. yeah, lonely can mm-hmm. be a big, scary monster. That's what Tracy Ellis Ross was saying, but you know, to be able to be choiceful about how we spend our time is powerful and yeah. we have the luxury to do that now. And we can always acknowledge that we are meant to connect with people. We are meant to, that's the, I would say the purpose of life is to connect with people, but it's the same thing with self-love. It's connecting with yourself first, and then we can truly connect with others. You're just coming from such a better place. And even when I was 
meditating today. I, I got, I, maybe you're not supposed to do it in the car, but I didn't close my eyes. So it's fine. That's okay. When I got out of the car. I just felt, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like ready for, to just go and calmly. Cause I felt myself going into the pattern of, I got done with work and I wanted to come home and just, what do I have to do now? What am I going to do? And I felt myself doing that rushing thing. And I said, Haley, and I've been talking to myself out loud more, which actually feels good. Cause something about hearing it and then hearing it back, it becomes more real than just being in my head. And I said, what are you rushing for? You've got no reason. You've got nowhere to be now. You're done for the day. And I meditated. I said those things out loud and I walked in so much more calm than I think I would have in the past, just because I took that extra second to show up for myself and turned out making the rest of my night so much more peaceful because I just checked in and kind of rebalanced for the day. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, we spoke about this once before briefly, that book I read, The Power of it wasn't the, the name of the book is not power of pause, but it just reminded me of power, power of, of the now, but of no, no, the, the book that I read is, um, high performance habits. I'm halfway through that book, but he's basically talking about when you're going from doing one thing to another, take that pause in between because going from thing to thing does make us anxious for some reason. So you just actually reminded me of that practice. Hearing you talk reminded me like, to remember to do that in my day too. Like when we're done with this, before I start doing my next activity, I'm going to take a beat just so Mm -hmm. I can transition into the next thing and not feel like everything in my day is piled up and just the time is going by, blah, 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 blah. So it's good to be aware of that type of thing. It is good. Well, I covered my top five. Did you hit all yours? I think so. Yeah, I I got them all. Well, the only other one was from Common and it just ties into wanting to better ourselves. So just like choosing that word of the year where even if it's not absolutely perfect, it's just a reminder of like, let's, let's keep setting goals. Let's keep wanting to improve and be, let's live our life for all that we can be and just continue growing. I think that's a really cool concept that you you're growing no matter how old you are. Absolutely. And it gives you something to look forward to. If we're going to cap out at 50, that just sounds boring. Like that just isn't possible. So boring. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm willing to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. Um, yes, so thank you. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for gathering those amazing points. I love this conversation. And I think this is a pers- the perfect time for us to jump into our news and gossip. But instead of news and gossip, we just have our super soul poll. So why don't we get that up and see what, see what your Instagrammers have to say. So I had to take it to the self-love. It's just a message I keep hearing all the time. And I think yeah. people sometimes feel very selfish by prioritizing themselves. But again, it's about balance. I think we know when we are being selfish and we know when we are just showing up for ourselves, there's a big difference there. So I took it to Instagram and I said, guys, do we believe self-love needs to come first? And overwhelmingly 92% says yes, but we still have that 8% that says no, so we'll work on them. But Mm. um, I did have a few responses that said, Um, having children made a girl see herself in a different light because they gave her, she said, I saw the confidence my children had in me and I wanted to see myself the same way they did. And I thought that was really beautiful too. If you don't see yourself, maybe look around you and you know, the people that are around you typically choose that. So it is, it's cool to maybe allow yourself to see, see yourself for what they see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I read somewhere that, I mean, we are here to raise our kids, but they're also here to teach us. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to the day that I have children because they are yeah. so remarkable and they, they really do embody all of the stuff that 
we think about. They're fearless. They know they can do anything. They, their imaginations are vivid and wild. They can dream and play and be spontaneous. And I think to have that energy around is such a blessing because it's definitely a lesson for us. So I have no doubt that she was able to revisit some of the beauty in herself by receiving the love she gets from her yeah, kids. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool point. So I was yeah. appreciated that she shared that. Well, I love that the vast majority is on board. I mean, you know, if we all stay walking in that space then that other 8% will rise up to that belief too. And I'm sure they have valid points as to why they were like, no, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I always love to know what those people think, but I think normally I, I'm guessing their parents, maybe, maybe a lot of parents, I find they put themselves to the side to yeah. put their kids first. Maybe I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think that's where the confusion comes because we are always taught to put others first, which I do believe at the end of the day, you want to prioritize and be a helpful person to others when you can right. be, but yeah, it's just like listening to what you need at the same time and not feeling guilty for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that poll. You have so many people yeah. come through and I love hearing what the majority is, is thinking about. Yeah. Yes. Good, good space to open conversation for sure. Yes, I love it. Well, I've definitely in, enjoyed this soulful conversation for the after show for super soul conversations. And um, before we get out, out of here, we have our special segment where own your soul, where we just kind of talk about what we're going to do and take into our week to continue to own our soul and evolve. So um, what is it that you have on your mind for, you know, this following week to look? Um, I kind of want to just reflect and be happy for the progress I've made where I feel like I've, I've uh, hit the points I wanted to. I'm seeing myself implement the things that I said I was going to do and um, just finding the balance of I can still progress without being overwhelmed. And I'm just, I'm happy I'm targeting that in the way I want to now. What about you? I like it. I think I'm going to continue to carry note uh the awareness noticing when that nervous energy comes up and being so excited for the opportunity to break that habit and to reinvite the truth and my intention back to the moment so i can annihilate and move on because when we get out of this quarantine like this is training ground we have an opportunity right now to train to build to grow to change mm-hmm. but when we get out there again it's going to be an opportunity to walk it out which is a completely different thing. Walk it out. Watch out world. <laughs> Jamie Alexander is coming at you. That's all I have to, to walk it out. Right. <laughs> I may have downloaded ride and dirty again last night because I was watching that Netflix documentary and he was in it. So you just remind me of old music. So that's another thing. Sometimes you want to go back to the old songs that make us happy and do what feels good for you guys. Yes. My mom loves that song. And it reminds me of back in the day when I used to hit the club hard and I'm not mad at that. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Live your life. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this amazing episode of super soul sit down. We love having you guys. If you've been with us for a while, please comment below and share moments that you've loved on the show or things that you've learned or stuff that you're going through now. Yeah, that you've learned in quarantine. We would love to read the comments. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. And you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, which is J-A-I-M-I. And please click the link in my bio because it'll take you to my YouTube page. And I have been faithful with uploading content. So yeah, yeah.
<laughs> and you can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJHAYJ underscore. Be sure to check in every Sunday. We will be doing our super soul poll, which of course is always super fun to share. So he's looking for that guys. Absolutely. We'll hang in there in this quarantine time. Be encouraged and we'll see you next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.